difficult, 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 this is the Difficult Women podcast. Oh, if you didn't know. Yeah, you're listening to the Difficult Women podcast. Katie and I are actually able to see each other while we pod. So it's so nice to see you in person in, in my friend box. <laughs> yep. You're the 2D version of you. All my friends live in my computer now. It's really exciting. Yep. That's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> it's like a, they're in my head. <laughs> on my screen. Uh, my yeah. Head. How are you? I'm all right. It's been weird. I took a walk this morning and it's raining in New York, uh, which is a perfect time to walk because nobody's out. <laughs> so that's what I've decided. And I don't even care. I just get really wet and I just don't care anymore. It oh, doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Yesterday, it was so romantic. My father and I were walking in the woods and the sky just opened up completely and drenched us both as we giggled while walking back to the car. So it's romantic. Kind of is really yeah nice room i love it to put the word romance and dad in the same yeah. sentence it's yep. a good <laughs> just reminds me i need to call my dad okay well let's, i'll do that after this podcast anyway so <laughs> well i was gonna say we got some emails i was just gonna say the same thing we've been getting some feedback from all y'all out there and uh we oh and this reminds me so we got a wonderful email from natalie uh it was entitled one long leg hair it is uh, as follows. <laughs> she says, hey, ladies, when I was in my early 20s, I worked with a group of great gals at a drive through coffee shop. Uh, one of the gals I worked with, Rachel, was so beautiful and fit and loved to wax everything. But one Halloween, she wanted to be Eve, biblical Eve, with leaves and her bra and her underwear, and that's it, uh, and asked me to paint a snake on her leg. She came in on my shift in the coffee shop, half naked. <laughs> Rachel Eve stood on a chair while I painted and served coffee from... Uh, time to time as I was painting I noticed that she had one very long hair on her ankle I think it was the only hair on her on her besides her long beautiful head of hair and I said can I pluck that for you and she said no don't Rachel went on to tell me that she was growing it out to see how long her one leg hair would get. Your Things Are Getting Hairy episode brought this memory up for me, and it made me laugh and cry. It's one of my favorite memories of Rachel, who passed away in a tragic accident only a couple of years later. You two are great, and I hope you're staying safe and well. I love that I story. Too. It made me, it was like so well written, too, where you're like, oh, this is great. And then it's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always accidentally leave one long leg hair and you, you know, everyone, you don't know that you have it until the wind is blowing and then you feel it. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you know what it reminded me of, too, is that I have, I forgot about it. I have one weird long arm hair. <laughs> and I discovered it one time in English class in high school and me and my friend like found it and we couldn't stop laughing. You know, when you're like in class and you're not supposed to be laughing um, and I just would let it grow and blow and it would, it, I knew how long it got. It got about two inches long. It was pretty long and it's a little blonde, like everything seems barely see it, but I have one of those. Oh my also, God. My, by the way, I know you were wondering and I definitely wanted to let everyone know my armpit hair is growing in nicely. <laughs> Oh, that's so fun. It's like half an inch now. Wow. I, I got to say, I don't love it. It's very soft, though. Ooh. But well, I'm not, I'm not growing out my armpit hair, but I am growing out my titty hair. I just want to see how long my nipple hairs will grow. How long do they get? Can you braid them yet? I'm going to try. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a dream catcher. Perfect. 
by the end of this. Yeah, we can like maybe like donate the hairs to lots of young That'd be so beautiful. It'd be so nice. Well, I have an email I wanted to share with you. Yes, what is your email? That some more updates, huh? Um, so many updates. <laughs> so I got this email last night. Um, in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep. So I was looking at my phone, of course, which probably was continuing for me to not sleep. But anyway, I got this email from Ernest Sanders. I've recorded your cam while you're watching porn. Also, I've installed a keylogger on your PC, which I don't have a PC, but uh, I and collected all your contacts on social networks, messengers, and emails. If you want me to erase this, recording you have to pay me 1000 bitcoins (laughs) but here's the scary thing he has my password okay so i've heard about these things before and i think that even if he has your password i don't think he has any of the things he says he does i agree but can i tell you i was freaking out yes so i got that and it was like maybe 3 a.m I got that email. I was like, okay, so many emotions go through your head when you are being blackmailed or whatever. I mean, it's obviously spam, but also what the fuck? How does he have my passwords? But so I started freaking out. And then I thought of our porn revenge episode and really thought of you of like, you know what? If it comes out, comes out. And to be honest, it's like, what are they going to get of me? Basically, my like double a, chin. I right. don't sit there naked masturbating. No, I'm like curled up in, in a, a turtleneck. Shirt. Yeah, not with the shawl on. Maybe a toboggan. Like it'd who be knows? like your orgasm face, which yeah, is like a regular yeah. face. So it's like yeah. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I couldn't remember if we talked about it on the pot or not, but I had that like weird spam of like oh, I have a video of you doing this thing, and I was like, you know what? That's fine. Right. <laughs> you can put it out. I don't give put a it, fuck. Put it out there. What do but I yeah. Care? But it was so funny. So I was like, I sat at breakfast with my parents this morning, still like thinking about this thing of like, well, you know, maybe they're going to get an email from this guy with me masturbating, (laughs) whatever, the next couple of days, should I warn them or what, you know, but then I called my best friend, Jeremy, and he was like, girl, I got the same email. (laughs) We got to change our passwords. Yeah, I think it's just that's the thing. It's just change your password. It's fine. That makes me want to change all my passwords right now. Anyway, yeah. but that's, I mean, Jeremy and I were talking, I don't know all my passwords. So, and how, where do you even begin? How do you, I mean, I don't even I guess, know. I don't even remember what all has a password. I know. <laughs> I, I know. guess the important things like, honestly, just my bank account. That's the only one I yeah. really care about. I, I actually mean, did email. update that after I got my stimulus check because it's a little, I you don't never know. know. You don't never know. know. I don't know how these things work. Funny too, I think just like, you know, our parents' generation of privacy, like the whole concept of privacy is sort of out the window nowadays with the internet and like how you do face, you know, the face filters and however the government has our face now and all these things and Russia has our fingerprints and whatever. It's just like at a certain point, you're like, I don't, I can't, I don't have any control. I don't care anymore. You want my porn face too? Okay. That's totally fine. Oh God. But anyway, I had a full blown panic attack at 3am thinking about that. Somebody's going to see my double chin and me orgasming. (laughs) I don't care if you, I mean, if you want a video of that, just email me. I'll send you one. I don't care. Like I just, I don't fucking care anymore. I don't, I don't. And that's what I was saying is it's just like privacy like nobody there's no privacy anymore no no well you know who will keep your privacy if you order something from them (laughs) 
is adamandeve.com if you want some fun sex toys they won't tell people that you're ordering them and they're very i just ordered something and they're very discreet in their packaging because i was a little worried that it was going to be wrapped in a paper that said dildo inside and it didn't it didn't do that it was just a regular box so um yeah listen up if you want to order some stuff free stuff is awesome but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's HORIO, W-H-O-R-E-O, HORIO, at adamandeve.com. Okay, we're back. I uh, just wanted to mention real quick that Natalie, uh, she has her own business and uh, she sells jewelry and they're really, really incredible um, stuff. And I really encourage people to check it out. It would help her and her family during this crazy time. Her website is desertjaneaccessories.com. Go buy yourself something real pretty. Yeah, it's really nice stuff. So take a look. Yeah, girl. Bye. Boys. And bye. 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 Bye it up. No, I don't mean like goodbye. (laughs) I mean like purchase, purchase, purchase. Purchase. Um, Speaking of purchasing, there is only one thing I have been purchasing during this quarantine, and that's food. Yes. (laughs) And that's also the topic of our conversation today. Yay! Food and quarantine. It really has become sort of the center of a lot of people's lives, for better or worse, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have no more joy except food. (laughs) It is definitely, it can bring a lot of joy. I think it also can bring a lot of stress to people because I think I've been seeing a lot of these, I mean, again, not to generalize, but a lot of boys out there are having some trouble uh, feeding themselves during this time. I I was at the grocery store and saw somebody, some guy just had like a box of Tostino rolls in his hand. He looked so confused. Oh, no. I don't know where to go next. And you're like, oh, this poor guy. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like, well, didn't you post something about please send me recipes? You know, I'm getting tired of these old things that I've been cooking. And, and a lot of boys just sent you like, boil a bag of potatoes. Yeah, I was getting a lot of like, oh, uh, if you heat up the oven, you can put some meat in there. And you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's not <laughs> not what i'm saying oh god yeah that's it but it is an interesting thing it's uncovered my i always thought of myself as like a a good cook a good little cook but it's definitely uncovered my uh, weaknesses in cooking and one of those weaknesses is that um i don't have that many recipes that i lean on because we eat out a lot in new york but what i'm finding is uh as i talk to other family members across the country and other friends uh, people in america eat out a lot period and this has been disruptive in that way, I think, for a lot of people anyway. No, even if you're not in New York, people always accuse people in New York of eating out too much. But it's everywhere, which is great. And eating out is wonderful. I keep saying eating out. And I don't mean just oral sex. I also mean having food somewhere at another, like a restaurant. I think I know what song I'm going to be putting in at the end of our episode. <laughs> oh, probably. I think I really laid the track work on that one. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, I think that that's been the biggest difference, obviously, being down here in Nashville. Whenever I do come home, we do. We go out to our favorite restaurants because it's usually here. I'm home for a holiday or birthdays or something. But just being inside and cooking has – I've found so much joy in the sense that 
it's a way for my mom and I to kind of bond because again, whenever I've come into town, she always is the one in charge. It's her kitchen and she does the, you know, the meal planning and stuff. And I feel like the first time ever living in this house, I'm able to help uh, with, you know, the recipe planning and and what we're going to cook. And, and she's so open to hearing my ideas and, and then I go do all the grocery shopping. So then I end up getting whatever I want anyway. <laughs> Perfect. When you're such a good cook and you've always been interested in not just food. I mean, we one of the joys that we have on tour is going to restaurants together. And we always joke that like that's one of the reasons why the band works is that we both love <laughs> going to restaurants and eating. We like love food. Oh my gosh, we've almost missed so many gigs or like oh at least God. late to sound checks just because we're eating. Too too many of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was like, it's okay, they'll wait for us. They'll wait for us. They can't start the show without us. <laughs> So we shovel more food in. <laughs> oh, my God. But you're a really great cook, too. And I think that you, even when I see you out at restaurants, you'll take inspiration from something if you, like, love that meal or whatever. So I think that it's been fun to sort of watch you even online doing your cooking thing. And for me, I, again, I, I sort of see, like, oh, wow, I really have not been very creative. So I sort of posed that question on uh, Instagram the other day of, like, what are, you know, what are some recipes and um, honestly, a lot of people sent me vegetarian recipes and I was like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but I know vegetarianism is wonderful and I should probably think about doing that more. But not right now. Um, <laughs> not after I cook my uh, rack of like <laughs> lamb or whatever I bought the other day. But I was going to say, I've been trying some new things and I actually made uh, there was this point where I was like, what do I want to eat? Like if I could have I could have anything that I want, I just have to make it myself. And I made uh, shrimp tacos. I'd never made shrimp tacos before. Ooh. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I'd never made it. How did you good. do your shrimp? Did you grill I it? Or? Pan, I kind of pan fried them. I found a recipe that was more like a bread, like bread them and then fry them. And then I was like, I, I, it's too much work. So then I, just, <laughs> I just threw them in a pan and they were great. I should have made more of them. They got real small. I didn't really realize how small they get after I cooked them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, obviously during this time, missing so much travel. I was supposed to go to Japan. I was going to go to Italy in November. Can't do any of that stuff. So traveling by food, you know, picking a recipe and then mentally pretending. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been really focused on French cooking. Uh, Julie Child is obviously a huge hero of mine. Um, We have her actual cookbook here. Uh, I don't know about you, but one thing I've been so annoyed with, uh, when you look up a recipe on your phone, you have to scroll through so many ads and so many like stories. Well, I can like get to the recipe. Um, But, you know, it's like throwback, you know, let's go back to cookbooks. And I'm missing my cookbooks that are sitting in my apartment in Brooklyn, but my mom has all these awesome cookbooks. And her cookbook of her her recipe book of things that she found in the 70s and the 80s, she's written down the recipes. So we're going through that together, which has been really fun. So I encourage people to call up your grandma or, you know, your your mother or your father, whoever, whoever <laughs> these days, make a connection, but ask them what their favorite recipe is or maybe a family recipe and, and cook that one night because it'll feel like you're eating with family even when you're not. Sorry, just close your eyes. Why are you eating? <laughs> it's true that there's like that sense memory thing too. If you, I mean, food can be 
this can be dangerous if you kind of go too far with it, I suppose. But you know what? All bets are off right now. Do whatever you want. Um, but there is a comfort in food and there can be a comfort in um, how you feed yourself. And I also really encourage people that are in the Tostino's pizza roll aisle, like not sure what to do, to really just try, you know, try cooking for the first time. I have a yeah. friend who's a guy and he's like, I will never cook again after this is over because he just oh, I know. so tired of it. Uh, which brings us to another point, not that we we can go back to cooking, but um, I'm curious about, have you been ordering out at all? We haven't very often. Um, I think since I've been down here, which has been six weeks now, I think the seventh, seven weeks now, seven weeks, really? I don't know. I don't know. I, have no idea. I don't know. I'm losing it. <laughs> um, but maybe just three, three or four times. Um, when I first got here, I was just so exciting to be cooking together and and to have, you know, my mom's pantry is full of really awesome spices. She even has an herb garden. So that's that's been really fun. That's I do really not cool. have I don't have any of that in Brooklyn. I'm so bad yeah. about that. And I, I think going forward, I really want to remember what spices I've enjoyed using this time. Sm smoked paprika. Whoa. Who knew? Who I knew. Yeah. I just <laughs> always had pa paprika. Smoked paprika. What up? But um, but the first time we did order takeout, it was from this place called Char here in Nashville. And I went with my mom to pick it up. And you text. And then they come out. And then they just put put it in the, our trunk and we had ordered burgers and french fries and it was the best fucking burger I've had in so long so that was really fun and then the second time I did go pick up some Thai food and to be honest it was a little bit um it was a little bit anxiety inducing experience because I did have my mask on um but I went inside and there were just they weren't the restaurant wasn't open but they were open for takeout and there were a couple people in there in very close proximity and even a couple people that were making the food uh delivering giving it to us no gloves no masks nothing and they're like getting so close so i, I think nashville's I mean, some parts of nashville are really taking it seriously i mean certainly other parts of tennessee are not uh but that i we haven't ordered takeout since then because it it made me a little nervous. Yeah. But, well, that's, that's been a thing. Whereas I have not ordered anything, any takeout, mm. any at all. And I've been a little bit anxious about it. Um, but I was reading an article about, you know, what is it safe or is it not safe? And they're really saying that they're really they have not found any um, any uh proof that it can be transferred through food at all. So that's really good news so that mm -hmm. um but it, but just through like the packaging you have to be careful about and then like you're saying like you want to if you're dealing with a delivery person or something that it's important to um keep your distance and that you know that can be kind of stressful if they're not wearing their masks and stuff like that um but i just want to mention too because i think this is really important we both have been in the food industry um that there's been this rash of poor behavior where people are ordering food and then they're doing the like the door delivery where they just leave it outside the door and then they're not tipping their um the delivery people. people really? The, yes. There's been this like problem where I think it's because people aren't seeing the delivery person. They're not feeling as much pressure to tip. 
So I, I just, I, I think that some, in my experience, they're the people that do that have never worked in the service industry. And I just want to make a huge important announcement to everybody that you no, know, at this time, if you're doing any of these special delivery type things, not only should you tip period, but you should over tip right now. Mm-hmm. Number one, because people aren't getting tipped enough. And number two, because they are risk, they are, these people are literally, literally risking their lives to have your your situation be a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. and i think that it's it is again as someone that's worked in food industry and in delivery i've worked at a place that was all delivery um it's people it's a really hard job those delivery jobs they seem easy they're really hard the people that they deal with are really irritating <laughs> like to not get tipped uh during this time especially where they need the money more than ever and Again, they're risking their lives for you. So please, 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 if you think like, oh, it doesn't matter or whatever, please rethink it. I'm not trying to shame anybody about it, but also a little bit. Like you should be ashamed. Yeah, if come you're on. Not people. And I think another good reason to tip over tip is that these restaurants are hanging on by a thread, especially mm-hmm. in New York City. That their rent, like these delivery, let's just be honest, these delivery orders are not going to be covering the rent. They it just won't. No. They're the rent for these restaurants in New York City. It's disgusting, A, for how much these people are being charged for rent. But they are – so many of our restaurants, our favorite restaurants, are are going to be disappearing very soon because they just can't afford be rent. All over, and that's going to be everywhere. That's not going to just be in the city. That's going to yes. be everywhere because these small businesses. So that's one thing I actually feel – I have been a little bit afraid to order out and stuff. But there's a part of me that wants to order just to be supporting the the – my favorite restaurants. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be thinking about them more. That's why I was sort of looking up like, okay, well, what is safe and what's not in New York city too. The other thing that's happening. Um, and this is sort of a newer thing as far as I can tell, but these I've noticed, uh, that different, some stores, but then also basically all the coffee shops and restaurants that are still open right now and doing the takeout. Uh, it's like no, no mask, no service. So they're taking that really oh, seriously. I love that. There. Yeah. So like, I think that if we're all kind of on board with that, then that really helps a lot too. So um, yeah, so I encourage people to order out. Just be careful. Yeah, um, I think I did read a big article about how to order out safely. And, you know, maybe this is too extreme for some people, but for for me, who's taking care of my, uh, you know, at-risk 70-year-old parents, uh, I'm really, really careful. And what we do is when we get the food, we, we uh leave it outside and I plate it on plates and bring them inside and just zap it in the microwave for a little bit because it's been proven that it's not going to be, you know, you can't be contaminated through food, but just to make sure you can just zap it in the microwave for a little bit. But then I leave the containers outside, which I know is hard to do in New York. can't do New York. (laughs) Just be like, okay. But if you want to, but maybe in the hallway, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to just, if I was in my place in Brooklyn, I would totally leave all the containers and stuff in the hallway and just, you know, and then wash your hands. <laughs> well, what I've been doing with groceries is I can't leave stuff in the hallway because that's not the way our hallway is set up where you can just leave garbage out there. But the garbage is really close. <gasps> you can't to leave garbage are. in your, <laughs> I mean, you can, but then you're like the biggest asshole ever. I feel like so many people in my building are just leaving their garbage everywhere, but not anymore. Well, I'm lucky too, because I'm on the first floor and like the garbage disposal area is really close to where I my apartment is so what I do is I just like unpack everything at the door and then I can just take all that stuff right to the to the garbage right away so that I'm putting bringing throwing the stuff the groceries into the house that are whatever and then I decontaminate everything because I'm 
anal. Well, you're <laughs> like, in New York City. You're, yeah. I mean, no, and it's just worse. This, it makes me feel much better. Yeah, I feel like the stress that I feel in Nashville, I cannot even imagine what you're feeling like in New York because it is, I mean, I had a friend with her small child and she's like, I'm just afraid to go outside to breathe the air. You know, yeah. it's, I, I just can't imagine. Well, you know, we can, you know, we we should just do what Donald Trump says and just inject sunlight into our butts and then we'll be fine. <laughs> So it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but what I was a- gonna say about <laughs> I was gonna say about the food, the takeout food though, about the zapping in the microwave. They said also it tends to be if you're trying to decide like what you want to order, they say that you are better off ordering hot foods versus like a cold salad mm. or something. That again, there's no proof that the food. Someone said like in an article I read, they were like, um, you know, if like the chef sneezes in your salad, it still is probably okay. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> It's like if the chef sneezes in my salad, I don't feel good about that, no matter what, whether it's the time of Corona or not. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's hot amazing. foods are preferable if you are worried. So that's yeah. worth noting, too. Well, one big thing I really want to talk about is happy hour. And mm. here in the Anderson household, <laughs> it has now it's always been a tradition here. But now, especially when once five o'clock hits. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it on? All, uh, bets are off. all bets are off. And I've been reading other articles about why happy hour is so important and why we're bringing back cocktail hour. And it's it's to give your day structure. <laughs> In some oh, ways, yes. like that's why. Yes, that's I love why. that. <laughs> Mom, I need this for my Mom, structure. I have to have. But personally, <laughs> I, you know, I've been waking up pretty early, uh, mainly because if I sleep till nine, both my parents are like, Mwah, Mwah. so anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I work all day. And then once five o'clock hits, I try to stop everything and have cocktail hour with my parents. And we've been having so much fun. Uh, again, like I am so lucky to be here and having their uh, liquor cabinet, <laughs> which I've always <laughs> rated before. But let me tell you, <laughs> I have cleared out so much stuff that they didn't even know they had. <laughs> but uh, they have a bottle of Willet bourbon that my ex-boyfriend from six years ago brought them for Christmas and they don't understand what an incredible bottle that they have been having and not drinking from. So guess what? It's mine. But that's so exciting. It's been so exciting. Have so, you been trying to make different cocktail recipes and stuff too? Or not? With yeah, little, I've been making, well, just regular. I've always made really great dirty martinis. That's easy, you know, but I always put a ton of olive juice in. But also I've been experimenting with Manhattans and old fashions. Mm. And um, my mom just the other day pureed, she had some frozen mangoes, pureed those suckers up and poured rum in them. That's oh. great. Yeah, it's That's, like a smoothie. I will admit the other day I so I haven't been drinking much because my anxiety has been a little high and then it's been uh, manifesting in heartburn. <laughs> so unfortunately, so I've just been having this like moments of just incredibly horrible heartburn. But then that sort of passed. So I had I had some tequila and I've been like trying to work out and be healthy and stuff. So I've been making these smoothies and I hit about that like happy hour time and I made like my smoothie and it had like protein powder and it like this collagen stuff for my face. <laughs> And then I was like, I'll just put some tequila in here. It's fine. <laughs> it was just like, you know. Like a, like a and what time point. was that? That was probably around five-ish. I don't okay. know, after my workout. Yeah, I like that. Whatever. I like Work that. out and then have like a healthy, healthy tequila drink. <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, going forward, I mean, I've, I've been a bartender in New York City for, you know, 10 years or whatever, but I've never kept a really great, well-stocked bar in my apartment. As soon as I get up there, that's going to be one of my many priorities. But number one, <laughs> most, <laughs> most important is establishing uh, a, a, I really want to have a bar stocked with just regular things, but then also nice bitters and, you know. That's the thing. If you can have like nice like um, like Aperol or th- just things yeah. like that, you know, then you can make some fun drinks. Yep. Aperol. My good. parents didn't even know they had it in there and I drank it one of the first days. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So happy hour. I encourage everybody. And then also everyone's been really enjoying virtual happy hours. I was just going to say, so I haven't, I don't have anybody to happy hour with in person, but I do have plenty of people to happy hour with on Zoom. And those have been really fun. It's actually been interesting where in some of the happy hour Zooms I've done, uh, there'll be people that I don't know there. Mm. (laughs) It's like friends of friends. And one of my friends has been good about trying to like have her community of friends all come together. And that's been sort of, it's weird. Like, you virtually meet people for the first time through for yeah. the first time <laughs> but it kind of it's like kind of like again all bets are off during this whole thing so nothing feels too weird i've wondered too i've been trying to hinge date you know like trying to i'm like really really wanting to have a like a zoom date i don't even almost care like who it is but i cannot quite also, you don't want to get stuck on a Zoom date with someone you're like, I really don't like this person <laughs> because it's and then you just shut. I just I feel like, like that. Is, and then you just, no, I would just shut it off oh. and then be like, Oh my god, my um electricity went out. Yeah, I can. See it works for that. me, I guess. Since yeah. my electricity down here goes out all the time. But I'm so curious about just trying to like um do like a Zoom, like meet someone for the very first time mm-hmm. on Zoom, and like what kind of an experience that would be. It, my guess is mostly awkward, but I don't know. I did read an article about virtual about dating on Zoom right now, and th- these girls are <laughs> getting their circle lights because we have oh, we have these right. like, fancy yeah. lights for auditions and whatever. But like they're setting up and they have the perfect background, and then it shows the guy, and they're just like, hey, "How are you? Nice to meet always, you." Always, always. So, oh, but man. oh, please, please go on a Zoom date and report back. I'm to trying. Us. I'm trying. I can't. I haven't. I haven't gotten anybody that was interesting enough. Man, I'm in a tricky situation because the guy I've been dating lives in Georgia and I'm never going to see him again. Oh, I know. <laughs> he, he's he been wanting me to come down to visit and I can't even, I can't risk it. I just can't risk it. And also just not knowing when it's going to be safe. So I told him, I, I really did tell him to forget my face, forget my name. <laughs> Pretend I never existed. <laughs> Pretend I never existed. I live, I'm married to my parents now. Just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please help. Send. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, no, at least you have people around you. <laughs> I may have my roommates. They're wonderful. Yeah. Actually, it's really funny. Speaking of like, uh, there is this sort of, I'll take these walks around the um, my neighborhood. And uh, I was saying this earlier to you off pod, but I'll say it on pod now. <laughs> Which I'll take these walks around the neighborhood and I'll see like a restaurant that I like love. And I'll be like, oh, that place. I can't wait to go there before, you know, when it, this is all over. And then there's like that second wave of like, oh, but it may not reopen. You know, that we were mm-hmm. saying that before, that there's this reality that a lot of this won't open. But I just miss being like, especially now that the weather is getting a little nicer. I miss mm-hmm. being at a restaurant, sitting outside, having a drink with a friend, having a little salad or something. Um, and my my roommate the other day, she was like, yeah, I, I do. I miss like having, you know, the restaurant experience, you know, like you sit down at a table and somebody brings you food. 
and you don't have to cook it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh. that's, you just explained what a restaurant is to me. <laughs> She's like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's but weird. It's just, so it's so sad. I was triggered the other day, though, when uh, I started clearing my parents' plates and I was like holding them in the way that I always have waiting tables and stuff. And I was like, I never want to. I just don't. I personally I've worked in restaurants for 15 years in New York City. And now that, you know, been fired from all of them, I just don't want to go back. I I have been it has been so amazing to have this break of not having to serve horrible, horrible people. Right. And some wonderful but also mainly horrible. No, it's, horrible, right. horrible the, the, people. That's why you got to tip your, your people, you guys. Go there. You don't want to be the, the person we're talking about right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I definitely feel the same way. Um, but the other thing I was thinking too is like, I I don't want to go back to the restaurant to, to serving particularly, but I do miss restaurants. So somebody's got to go and work there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, be. it's weird. But, I, um, I'd be more interested in to going back to bartending. Because I've had such a great time making cocktails for my family and experimenting and and looking up different things. Uh, next week, I'm going to infuse dill into vodka. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, Somebody was telling me uh, they had uh, in Paris recently, they had not recently. <laughs> let's face it. It was last year, way before this, but a dill Moscow mule. So Ooh. it was vodka infused with dill, which that's interesting. So I'll report back. That sounds good. Another thing I'm sort of interested in is is like they're talking about trying to reopen restaurants and things. And I, you know, especially in New York, the the spaces are so small. You can't have 10 feet between tables because that's like one table in the restaurant. So it'll be interesting to see how they slowly reopen. Maybe they'll, again, still be just like way more takeout and delivery. And that would be good to like help people, you know, keep it going. Um, But one thing that occurred to me is that I wonder too about whether or not we'll just start having more dinner parties. And it would be really nice to have more dinner parties, you Mm -hmm. know, where people bring people cook for each other or you bring maybe like a potluck kind of thing. So I'm hopeful that that'll start to be a thing that picks up again. It feels very seventies to me to have a dinner, like, Oh, I love dinner parties. Yes. Well, one really cool thing that a restaurant here in uh, Nashville is doing is that, uh, it's Amerigo's Italian restaurant here. Uh, they sell a pack of un- the uncooked food that for $60, it's two meals. And I think that it even comes with cocktails. And then you go home and then they ha- do a Facebook live event with the chef telling you how to prepare your steak and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So that's another thing, right? I think that we've talked about this before, but this really is a time for potentially like really innovative ways of doing things you mm-hmm. know, in a, in a new way. And I think that as best as we all can, it's like, what what can we latch on to in a way that you can make money? Do I mean, one thing I was talking about is that um, with, I was saying this to a friend of mine that has a dance studio and uh, for kids, like in the middle of Pennsylvania, a very small town, and she's done really well with it in a live situation. And she's like, I'm just trying to figure out how to transition or what the next step is. And I was like, here's the thing though. She can be teaching classes to her students, right, Mm. remotely. And that's what she was thinking about. I was like, but you can also reach out to now people across the world. Mm. She could be teaching dance classes to kids in Australia. So I I think that and I know I have a um, my roller skating lady. I take her classes. We were talking about that the other day, too, that um, she's been teaching her classes remotely and the classes are less expensive. Mm. But she's able to have more people in the class because she's getting people from California and people from Ohio and people from. And that's such a cool thing. So I think that if we can sort of reframe 
some of these things. And I love that idea of having a chef, personal chef come into your house and help you cook this thing. And it's like a whole experience and you could charge like quite a lot of money for something like that. Yeah. So I think that let's get creative right now during this weird time. And then eventually we'll be able to get back and sit next to each other in a real way. (laughs) Oh gosh. Wow. I know. I Yeah. I can't imagine what it's going to be look like. And then even cut cut to five years from now, what is it going to look like? I don't know. I mean, I don't we, know. we really don't know. Um, can I talk, tell you one other thing about takeout that you're going to think is crazy? And I'll send you the picture later. But yes. my parents, so my parents live in France in um, this like very small town. And it's very lovely. And they've been there for a very long time. Um, and they, my mom cooks a lot anyway, but she's getting tired of cooking every single meal. And they go out to eat like not maybe once a week, maybe even less than that normally, but they're, she's just like tired. So I, last time I talked to her, she said that, you know, I'm so excited. We're getting takeout from our very most favorite restaurant in our little town. And it's of course these like, those restaurants are these beautiful little like Provencal restaurants that mm. are, you know, they do like one seating, you know, when you go in real life and they, the chefs are very serious and they do a really nice job and, and it's not expensive. It's like just these people love to cook and they're really good at it. So they had uh, a delivery of their favorite restaurant and the way that they presented it, it is so beautiful. It's not like American takeout. It is like, it was so nicely done. And they had, I was, she, they sent me the menu. It was like, they had the for the first course. They had a uh, little um, what are those? What's the translation? Um, oh, shrimps! Like they had some shrimps for the first course. They had potatoes and sausage for the main meal, and then for dessert they had this like it looks like a strawberry shortcake. And then just because they sent them these little like jelly pedophore type things, oh. and I'm just like, oh France, <laughs> you know oh, what you're man. doing. So I also, if there's any restaurateurs out there, if you like doll up your delivery service, that could be really like a way to get people excited about it and interested in your particular service. Um, because man, it is, it looks so appealing to like make mm. you want to order in. Well, I it's saw nice. Casey Musgraves posted something on her Instagram story about how she had ordered from a company here in Nashville and the delivery was uh, you know, a, a trip to France and the whole experience that was delivered was um, a beautiful quiche and then um, some French, you know, tartlets of some sort and then a bottle of rosé and uh, a bouquet of flowers. And so she I set it. So- yeah. So she set it all up on the table and had this like French experience. So I mean, I'm excited for the future of food. I think that that where we're headed is unknown territory, but also, but how exciting is that? Totally, and I think that we're gonna have like so many cool. I, I think that that's so lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 hopeful too. If you just heard your phone ding, it's because I sent you the picture of my mom's oh, menu. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> well, one other thing I wanted to talk about is that one thing that I've been having so much fun doing is. Uh, following, you know, I've always followed some celebrity chefs, but especially right now, I go to my favorite restaurants, Instagram's accounts uh, in New York City and find um, and follow them. And then a lot of the restaurants are are either the chef or the owner is then doing on their stories, recipes and things. And so uh, for Little Frankie's, uh, there's several different locations in New York City. 
But um, Frank Pisano is the owner, and uh, he is every day making something different. And his one of his most famous uh, recipes is spaghetti limon. And it's so easy, guys. Anybody could do it. You literally take pasta, you cook the pasta, you take the pasta, you throw it in a warm pot, butter, lemon, stir it all around as fast as you can, top it with cheese. Okay, so I tried to make this, and then I tagged Frank Pisano kind of for approval, and I had sprinkled black pepper on top of it to serve, and he wrote back, no pepper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it was good. just exciting that he actually responded, but it's, I don't know, it's really exciting to me who loves food and stuff to make these famous recipes that I've eaten before in my favorite restaurants and then tag the celebrity chef and then kind of play a game to see if they actually respond. So I that's know. a fun thing. Yeah, that's something. So I think that overall, the message here is that like, you know, again, this is a weird, crazy, challenging time. But the silver lining, again, is that we number one, if you haven't really explored cooking, this is a really great opportunity to try some recipes out, try some new things. If you really don't know anything about cooking, try it out. You know, it's a thing you can do. You know, if you're feeling intimidated by it, there's so many ways you can find uh, tutorials on YouTube and all that kind of thing. And then if you really, really don't want to cook, it seems like there's just so many cool takeout options that are popping up left and right. You want to have a little date night? hit up that place in Nashville if you live in Nashville or right. you know if you're in France order from the place my parents went to <laughs> I, I have one last question for you yeah let me know hit, what's, hit me <laughs> what's the first thing you want to eat out of quarantine oh man I don't even know let me think for one second there's so many things I know I know I mean probably something I couldn't like something like Indian food or something that I probably wouldn't be able to cook very well myself mm-hmm. that's what probably I was gonna good ramen yeah, yeah. oh ramen yeah I, I mean I have ramen noodles here and every day I'm like maybe I'm gonna but every, when you look at what's in ramen good luck good luck it seems trying to really hard yeah <laughs> and well, by the way you guys we're not talking about the ramen that's like no 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 like total ramen but yeah. I mean New York City it just has the best fucking food and oh, I just I want oh, I can't wait and soup dumplings oh my god soup oh, dumplings yeah that's a good one yeah well can't, you know these can't make that either <laughs> yeah there'll, there'll be new places and some places are going to make it through and it's going to be great and we're going to have lots of good meals in the future mm -hmm. and right now and we're going to have good meals right now in uh, new ways maybe maybe we'll bring back fondue oh I love fondue I was thinking about all of a sudden I was like 70s dinner parties fondue, fondue. Let's, let's fondue parties. well if you need any person to follow Ina Garden is the best person right now on Instagram uh, she has so many awesome quarantine recipes and really funny videos surprisingly she's a little comedian herself so yeah and a personal plug I just made her lasagna the other day and it's it I've been eating it for weeks and it's amazing and it's still <laughs> and I still like it I'm not still not sick of it <laughs> So yeah, Katie the other day was like, I've been having lasagna lunch and dinner every day for the last seven just, days. It was bigger than I thought it was going to be. But you know what? It's great. I just froze it, <laughs> heated heat it up. It's great. It's still good. I'm, I'm not mad at it. Oh, Okay. Well, well, I hope everyone's well fed and washing your hands and staying safe. And send us a message if for some reason you, you can't get food. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let us know if you can't get food and we if will we can't get food, I'll uh, deliver it by owl. Don't worry. No, but seriously, if there's anybody, you know, we did just, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think that it's important to say that if there is anybody out there in need, let us know. Not that I can do much, but maybe I can help.
in some way. Yeah. I think if you're here's better. If you're in need, I don't know. And you are, you know, we're talking a lot about food and it's also worth mentioning that there's a lot of people that um don't have access to food right now and the food banks are kind of struggling right now because the, the demand is really high. So if you're looking for a place to um volunteer or give donations to, don't forget that uh the food banks are a wonderful place to donate right now and to volunteer your time. Um, also, if you have any recipes that you want to send us that you like or you think are kind of neat, then please feel free to send them at difficultwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Wonderful. Stay safe, everybody. We love you. Bye. I'm sampling with me.